0: Welcome, welcome, guys. We are back for another episode of The Lock-In. My name is David Lappin. I'm alongside Dara O'Carney. And a very special guest is joining us this week. I will be guiding you through the big stories of the week. But first of all, Dara, no sooner have we reoriented ourselves back to domestic life, but we're off again. We're heading to Barcelona next week. I believe you are coming Wednesday or Thursday. I'm heading over on Monday.
1: Yeah, I'm heading Thursday. Um, I'm 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 going for nine days, I think. Um, so I'm taking in the end of the first week, the national week, and then EPT week. Um, um, very looking, much looking forward to it. Barcelona is one of my favorite destinations, and uh, I can't remember the last time we've been there, but it's quite a while ago now. It might be as far back as 2017, maybe.
0: Yeah, back when we wrote maybe mean spirited blogs against a poker stars we didn't like, but we're, you know, sort of warmer to them these days so hopefully we'll have a a nice experience it is a beautiful place to play poker and. uh, Yeah, hopefully they don't put us into loads of hyper turbos and turn over the table 17 times per day like they did last time. Without further ado let's introduce our very special guest this week he is now that very rare thing actually he is a repeat guest on the lock-in he's a poker player hailing from my old stomping ground of west hartford connecticut he can set foot in any vegas casino he wants he is the very (laughs) zen luke Slaydog. dog luke welcome back to the show
2: thank you for having me sir and uh i actually don't live in west hartford anymore but i'm from west hartford so Where where do you live now? You live in the woods, do you? You're a very zen place. Secret. I kind of keep things zen. It's a couple towns over. I live. I basically live in West Hartford. Yeah. Yeah. Bloomfield area. Whatever. Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Luke, last time you were on this show, you had some. Let's call them choice words uh, about a man named Jack Effel, vice president of the WSOP, and a man who oversaw your ban from Caesar's properties for many, many years. We at this show covered your story in detail, a grave miscarriage of justice i must say to quickly give the bullet points you were mistreated by railbirds and subsequently floor staff whilst playing a million for a million quid basically in the wsop colossus event in 2017 you reacted to the taunts coming your way and as a result you were 86th. rather than the you know mean-spirited railbirds you were the 186 by caesars the next day after you eventually bust in sixth. Cut to, I think it was July fourth of this year, just a few weeks ago, and you received a rather surprising phone call. Can you tell us what that was?
2: Well, uh, you, you, you had the, the story about the ban was a little off. It was like, oh, little... are you changing it now to be nicer to Caesars? No, 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 not at all. The ban was not put in place until a few weeks later. After oh. I went a little. Berserk on Twitter, but um, yes, I love Jack Ethel. Let me just put that on the record. And I'm not being facetious. This man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, he is Zen. Like you might not be, <laughs> no, 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 I know. Like for years I thought, no, no, this guy, he is so Zen now. I think, you know, he's the vice president now, you know, the pandemic went down. I gotta tell you, Jack is a Zen man. He called me on the telephone. And I'm not going to say everything that was said because that's between me and the man himself, but he is Zen as they come. And I just got to say, I love Jack Effel. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people are going to say, Slaydog, you freaking, you know, you trashed him for years, but no, like, dude, he called me man to man down like it is. And, you know, He told me, You're welcome back and come on over and sign up for the main event. I'm sitting there in the line for the freaking, I'm on the alternate line of the 400 Aria. So, you know, I'm, there's probably a great British word for how I was feeling, but I was, I was struggling. I was struggling, you know, I was, uh, I was not in a great frame of mind. I was alternate 120. The phone rings and they're like, And I know Jack's voice because I've been playing the WSOP since 2007. So I know it wasn't a prank call. I'm like, you know, part of me is like somebody's fucking with me. Like one of my enemies, you know, somebody I showered to is trying to fucking, you know, uh, put one over on me. But I know it's Jack because I called him the day before my boy Nicholas, who, uh, you know, he's a little he's a little out there, but, you know, he has his he has his uh, strong, you know, he's got he's got his uh, strong side and his weak side. we're working on that everyone's got their problems but um he he talked to jack and he uh i got jack's email i sent him a great email i said jack you know it's time let the slay dog fucking play and uh i left him a message on the phone because my friend he was insistent everyone was like yo there's no way like people were making fucking people were making photoshops mocking it they were like there's no way nick is gonna get slay dog unbanned uh there was one where i was getting butt fucked by anyways um it
0: was it was the most unlikely story of the summer i got have yeah yeah
2: yeah and, 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 and everyone was joking they were like I, even i was making jokes i was like oh yeah Nikki p is gonna get me unbanned from the main <laughs> uh, so i get the phone call i'm sitting there on the fucking in the aria and uh I was just like ecstatic because I know when he called me, I know he's not going to call me to tell me, fuck you, you know, Like who's going to call someone to tell them, <laughs> oh, by the way, you still are not welcome here. <laughs> like, I knew when he called the phone, you know, <laughs> Like I know when I'm on the phone that Jack was going to, you know, and he was really like a straight shooter. Like, I have a lot of respect for how he handled it because um, I feel good because, you know, he he was like, listen, you know, like, you said some things, we did some things, you know, we're both just leaving that behind us. He said that I was a, he felt that I was a, you know, a good spirit, he said, or something along those lines, which I <laughs> felt was nice. Like, I think he might lurk Twitter cause there's no way, cause he had some inside info that like only a Twitter lurker could know. Anyways, um, yeah, he was just super straight up about it. And he was like, come on over, you can play. And I was already on day two of an 1100, uh, at the win. So I couldn't sign up that day, which was fine with me. Cause I was like, so like emotional and like jacked up that I probably would have gone over there and just busted. You know what I mean? And, um, like I was crying like a little bitch. Well, not really, but like I was virtually crying. And, um, so I had to sign up day two and, uh, cause I had to play my day two at the, uh, at the win of the next day. And uh, basically, I saw Scott Siever. He was playing some huge cash game at uh, Ivy's Room or whatever they call it. They used to call it that at the ARIA. I go up to Scott Siever, I'm like, Siever, I'm back, baby. Big high five, you know, like two Jews fucking chilling in the fucking ARIA. And uh, he uh, <laughs> gave me a big dap And It was just a great moment, honestly. And everyone was really happy for me, which was great. Because, like, you know, like, obviously I got some people out there that aren't a big fan of me blocking them on Twitter or whatever the reason is. Cause I, you know, I'm not exactly, you know, the friendliest guy always, but I think like, you know, the large percentage of the community was really, you know, happy to see me back in there because they know that I got a raw deal and, you know, whatever the reasons are, it doesn't matter because that's in the past and uh, I'm just thrilled to be back. And it's like, I'm a really emotional guy, like real, I'm like, like, I, I try to, you know, I got, I'm, you know, people think, oh, you know, big slay dog, he's a tough guy, you know, like, well, people probably don't think that. No, but, um,
0: that that's not, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, no, I'm a very sensitive, I'm a mo. you know, you know i am big and tall, you know, um, I'm a very sensitive guy. So like this stuff really weighed on like, like this is getting serious for a second. Like I was like, really emotionally it was hard for me to be banned every summer i would get super depressed in june like and june's my birthday month so i usually love june um and i love the wsop even though historically i've always just lost tons of money but (laughs) um and that was another joke i was like i finally made a final table and then they banned me but uh It was just really hard for me for years because I know, you know, everyone loves the WSOP, like for all their like, you know, shortcomings and the Rio was a shithole. Um, it's still the WSOP. It's still, there's nothing that compares to being deep in the main event or even a side event. Um, so emotionally it was really hard for me. I found that my motivation for poker wasn't all there. Um, and I had some rough years before that, but that was more, I was going through like life stuff. So that was affecting my poker, uh, And the last few years, like poker wise, I've been doing like, okay. Like I win a little here and there, like enough to get by along with my Twitter donations, um, enough so that I don't have to get a job yet. Um, but like, I feel like with this weight lifted off of me that I can really focus on getting much better at poker. Cause I know I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Like I can say, oh, I ran bad in some spots and, you know, you know variants, variance blah 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 but like I know I'm not like elite and I know I'm not good enough but like with this weight lifted off of me I just feel so good about life and about poker and when I'm playing I'm just having so much fun now and I did cash the main for 21 grand which was great because if I would have busted you know I would have been really depressed but making the money was like a huge triumph for me you know what I mean
0: no, totally. It, it was an amazing story that you did come in last minute, day two, able to late reg. You know the return of the sleigh, and then and then did book a cash, which is fantastic. But you, you tapped into something there, and actually, it was a conversation uh, Darren and I had with uh, a mutual friend of all of ours, kat Arnsby, b- before uh, this show began, and and a follow up chat I have with Cat, where I actually was talking to her about, and you know, <laughs> all your tough guy chat there, and I you know, I do appreciate the shtick, but like. The thing that's so appealing about you and i think it it remains because you do take the piss you do cross the line sometimes with your humor i personally love it because i think that you are somebody who really like there's so much humanity to you and sometimes that spills over into honesty to a fault and sometimes that spills over into you know maybe a little bit of out of line you know senses of humor moments but like for for me, it's like some people are really good at censoring the bit of themselves that they know people won't like. And that's kind of like part of their journey in life is that they get good at hiding that bit. But you don't hide that, but you are completely uncensored, I feel anyway. And I don't know, like, how would you respond to that? Do you think that that's like a, a curse, but also a strength?
2: Yeah, like I, uh, I think like. Not to like say it was like a good thing that happened to me, but like when I was banned from WSOP, I was really like, not like doing things good in my life. Like, I was like, you know, not like I was a drug addict or anything, but I would fucking party pretty hard. Like, you know, do some stuff that I don't do at all. Now. Like I haven't touched any drug that isn't weed in five years. Well, maybe a little mushrooms here and there, but you know, um, I'm talking about bad drugs, you know? And I would also, I also had like a real anger problem, which is like what led to the whole situation. Like, honestly, like, know the whole thing would have been avoided like the floor man whatever he was out of line but like i could have handled a lot better in the moment and after the fact if i just wasn't you know so angry and what you said about filtering like the negative stuff like i don't filter anything like i but i do like i think like over the years my twitter has developed like i used to be much more like of a dick maybe on twitter than i am now like people now like some of my hardcore fans will be like slay dog you're too freaking nice now like rip these assholes and i'm like i don't want to i'm zen like i'm a zen guy now like i'm still like you know out of my mind but like i definitely have learned a lot about life and i've just i'm just grateful to still be in poker you know like to still be like even competitive with some of the best in the world like i know i'm not on the level like i used to be like i used to make you know quarter million a year sick bread but like um now i barely you know i barely scratch out a living but at least like i could still you know because that's the great thing about poker is like even when you're if you're in the game you're in the game with the best you know like and 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 you're elite like worldwide like of all the people in the world i'm one of the best you know 0.1 percent or whatever you know what i mean like even though I'm like, you know, as a poker player, I'm pretty mediocre at the moment. But like compared to the whole people in the world that play poker, I sit down at a random table. I'm a big favorite. And that is like something to take pride in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just really grateful that, uh, you know, it wasn't worse for me. I never went broke. I never like had to get a job. I never like, you know, did some shit that you can't come back from. Um, And, you know, my twitter you know people have polar reactions to my twitter they're either like mm. "Fuck this guy i'm not giving him a penny or they're like wow this guy's really speaking to me and i take pride in that like mm. i'm not over here like trying to steal people's money i'm just you know I'm just <laughs> trying to get by and you know i know my worth and i want to know that people support me i don't need assholes telling me oh you're a dick like or replying to my like you know you get a lot of trolls on your account you know how these people are they're very negative like and i just block them. No, i'm no. much i uh,
0: uh, only daniel Negrano who chose mike uh dara i'm keen to bring you in here because um i know this is actually a topic that sort of speaks to you as well and and conversation we've had quite a few times over the last couple of years in particular is that people you know obviously slay is here with us and it's great to have him on and you know give him a, a platform to to speak his mind like he is but it's it, it's almost as if you know there's but poker sort of welcomes in lots of different kinds of people lots of different personalities and i know it's something that you and i have spoken about quite a bit recently is how we're not good enough at welcoming all types we're not good enough at welcoming all types of personalities and there's probably too many of us who are unforgiving and sort of write people off too quickly
1: yeah absolutely I mean I think one of the best things about poker is just the sheer diversity of people who play it and and most people see that when they come in but then a lot of people I think lose sight of it the further they get into it and they start you know just wanting to associate with people who are very similar to themselves and you know tensions arise with other types of people as well you know uh we have there are extroverts there are introverts there are all shades of political opinion etc etc and we we should be kind of embracing that and also i think in in the poker community as well there are also a lot of people who it's fair to say are probably not neurotypical and that's one particular area where i think we do particularly badly we often uh, just really come down hard on those people um because they don't conform to social norms etc cetera, etc cetera. um obviously <clears throat> it's up to everybody how to how they want to interact with everybody but i think you should you should sometimes just step back and think well if i'm se- telling certain people that you know their behaviour isn't acceptable, or I don't appreciate it. What would happen if all those people left? Like, would I would I really enjoy the game more if it was all if it was just like me and my friends and people like us who are playing, or do I actually enjoy the diversity of, of poker? um it, it 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 does tickle me as well to think of uh you know people like nikki p um <laughs> campaigning le- leading the campaign to get Slay back uh i have to say I, I knew very little about nikki p before the summer until i i uh other than that, that he had me blocked on twitter for some reason but uh <laughs> he um i i actually had some great interactions with him at the table uh so, so, so some very nice chats so i think as well, we're coming out of a period where there wasn't that much social interaction because of the, the pandemic as in previous times. And I, I I have noticed since I came into poker that often these beefs, you know, they they um, they um build up over time when people haven't seen each other for a while. And then when they do see each other, it's just completely, uh, all, all the tension is relieved. Um, so I think we are sort of coming out of the pressure cooker of the pandemic, and hopefully we will see uh, a more um, understanding and welcoming environment in general.
0: Hey, look, Slade just made the point that uh, Jack Eiffel is Zen. So I didn't see that coming. So if, if Jack Eiffel is capable of being Zen after the pandemic, then maybe, you know, we can all change our right. personalities and worldviews. views.
1: Yeah, I think, right. n- n- I mean, Nicky had a dream team of our uh, Slade had a dream team with Nicky P leading the charge and also people like Poker Bunny also campaigning for him to be brought back. It seemed like he brought out all of the uh, all of the uh, all of those uh, most diverse people, let's say.
2: Yeah, let me say that was pretty you know that was, like i don't know poker bunny like that but that was that was awesome she came out and she was like this is bullshit," you know like and a lot of people didn't like you know it shows that like that was what really upset me i think the most about my band was that a lot of people were like oh you know slay dog's crazy luke's crazy he, he 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 freaking he probably deserved it or like he did something wrong um without even looking at the facts you know what i mean and poker bunny to her credit she doesn't even know me and she read up about it or whatever like we had never spoken when she made those tweets and she came out and she was like this is bullshit and a lot of people were in those tweets like being like oh fuck that guy and i just went to one by one and i was just like f you you don't know me um block or like nice face get out of here um (laughs) but poker bunny was like and like poker bunny you know every time she tweets it's like you know the worst of the worst come into her replies like i feel for her because like i mean sometimes i'll read what she writes and i know she has her own issues but um and i'll be like oh my god what the hell but on the other hand i also like respect like i think she's brave like she's got she's brave to like put herself out there at such a young age. Cause like, I remember when I was her age and you know, I was freaking, you know, going through a lot like, and just like completely new to the game. Like when I came into poker, I had never had like more than $50 before. And then all of a sudden I just had like a hundred thousand on fucking poker stars. Like, and I was like, holy shit, I'm rich. Like I thought I was, you know, I thought I had the whole world like figured out though. You know what I mean? Like, and then like, you know, you go through like the rigors and the ups and downs and you learn a lot, but like, she just, throws herself right into the pressure cooker. And, you know, I actually feel bad because like there was, you know, when she was going through her, like, you know, people were slamming her. I was kind of like, I don't know about this chick. So I kind of like fell off the poker bunny, like, you know, fan wagon or whatever it is, bandwagon. Um, And now, you know what? Like the more I think about it, you know, I fuck with poker bunny, like she's, you know, she uh she's she's brave and she's freaking good at poker clearly like she's clearly very good at poker and that's impressive for someone her age to be that good at poker like she's way better at poker than me like way better like i've i've seen her like you know talk about solvers and what to do in every street and like i'm looking at that like i don't even she's not even speaking english you know what i mean like she's clearly a very advanced player and obviously like she'll learn like to deal with the haters and to like, she's definitely like nervous. Like obviously who wouldn't be nervous playing on like a huge freaking cash game with like a bunch of like, you know, guys that are rich as hell. And obviously she's like, you know, socially like it, it, it but it takes a lot of adjustment. Like you can't just jump up in there and freaking handle it. And what, what Dara said is so true though, about like how diverse poker is, And that's like the beauty of the game is you get like people from 9, 10 walks of life. You throw them all at a table, but everybody respects the rules. Everybody respects the game and everything's fair. And that's the most beautiful thing about poker is like the fairness of it, because life isn't fair. But when you sit down at a poker table and that's the most important thing, which is why the whole cheating scandal is so important to like really fucking get these guys punished is because when you sit down at the table in a tournament, that's the most fair thing in the world. You, you flip over your hand. If you have the best hand, you get the pot. You know what I mean? If you make the best bluff, you win the pot. Um, and that is the beauty of the game because life isn't fair. So poker should always be an escape. Even if you're a professional, when you sit down for one single tournament, you should put everything that's fucked up in your life out of your head. And you're just in the game and that's the best feeling when you're just in the game and that's something that really eluded me for years is that i would be at the table and i'd be bringing my life problems to the table with me and not enjoying myself and not you know and that'll really fuck your game up so when you're at the poker table just think how grateful you are just to be there because there's a lot of people that wish they could be
0: well, as much as I would love to actually just get around a campfire and sing "Kumbaya" with uh, Zen, Slay, and Dara right now, I am going to have to move us on to a few other topics. Although I think we'll end up circling back on a, a few of these things as we go along. The first well, topic so- I wanted to bring up was that of uh, Dan Zach, actually, and and Player of the Year. Um, there are a couple of other wsop stories we didn't get to i suppose in the last show so i appreciate maybe for for some of our audience we're sort of you know maybe rehashing a bit of old news but there was so much post wsop news i just wanted to uh sort of you know revisit a few things we didn't touch on the last time uh naturally enough zach hopped into everything he could down the home stretch uh, of the wsop uh ultimately he held up cha- uh, held off challenges from dan Weinman, Cray Aldemir, sean deeb of course and uh david peters on his way to winning poy zach won his second and third bracelets uh single-handedly keeping the streak of double bracelet winners alive at the series since 2000 those bracelets were hard fought as zach played two of the longest heads up matches of the summer to claim them he won the 10k buy-in Omaha eight or better championship in which he battled with Dustin Dirksen I think for seven hours uh, to ultimately claim 440k in the title then a couple of weeks later he won the 10k stood Aider better championship for 325k this time it was David Funkhauser who clung on for eight hours heads up before finally succumbing I mentioned Sean Deeb there who is a perennial chaser of this title but Despite all of his best efforts, he's only won the race once in 2018. In fact, when you tally up all the points that Sean Deeb has accrued over the last decade, he is absolutely miles ahead of everyone else. He has eighteen thousand points to Negranu's who's thirteen thousand points, and of course who we all know, famously goes for every year as well. Dara, to put Sean Deeb's unofficial Player of the Decade record into context, what can you say?
1: yeah I think Deeb is head and shoulders above the others in in, in that particular race now obviously he prioritizes it but so so of a lot of other guys uh, the thing which stands out is just how incredibly consistent he is because every year he's in the mix basically and he's come close to winning it a few times um I, just phenomenal consistency and as you said he's so far ahead in that uh player of the decade list that it really uh does like you say he uh he, he's only won it once but you know there's huge variance in that um somebody's going to sun run one or two tournaments and and have a huge uh points edge i think it's a much more uh bigger achievement and i think this is true in, 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 in poker in general i always think that consistency is a, is is a much bigger achievement in poker than any one or two results because we all have that you know he, that heater when we seem to be just uh hitting everything we need and then we have the, those other periods where, where we're running bad but if you're consistently putting yourself into the mix then I think that's the real hallmark of somebody who is just um, on a different level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Slay, Sean has talked about how during the series he has an ability to grind those seven weeks with no days off. He often multi tables and for that period, he sleeps about four to five hours per night. Are there ever periods of time in your life or maybe, you know, searching back into the past, were there times where you were able to put in that level of a grind?
2: Absolutely not. Um, Deeb is, I mean, like, for some reason, he's a dick to me on Twitter, but. um,
1: Well, he's <laughs> a dick goes, to everyone, I think.
2: <laughs> that goes back to probably like 2007 stuff, but I respect the fuck out of his grind. Like he's, you know, he's clearly one of the best players in the world. And, you know, it's, it's pretty epic to watch him uh, do that every summer. Uh, but no one else can really put in that type of level of, ability in mixed games and no limit combined um while also playing that sort of volume so you got to tip your cap to the man um i have never really been like a you know mixed game player or an everyday like you know just wake up poker wake up every day you know i can't really do it like that uh but i respect the hell out of his uh perseverance and you know, abilities uh, to just completely. Crush all the time. And, you know, you got to tip your cap to the guy. Um, I don't know what else to say, but he should chill out. You know, I'm a nice guy and send you ten yeah. bucks.
0: <laughs> you know, he's an extraordinary uh, character, but like player. Yeah, yeah no, he's- like online and now live these days, you know, just unbelievable consistency
2: yeah I mean, he's a funny guy i mean i i just don't understand why he's got a problem with me but hey you know i i probably called him some things in the past whatever you know like fuck him.
0: <laughs> well look segueing from the ws so people kind of staying with uh the, the uh, bally's casino team at least landon Tice appears to be about to take a 100k bet with pads leonard that he can stay inside bally's for a year. Now I think it's going to be like bali's Paris to be fair. I don't think he wants to miss next year's WSOP events, but like you know, that that complex, let's call it. Um, I think there's a caveat in there where he's not allowed to use the pool, but he can go towards the pool and anytime he's he on sets, the balcony. Yeah, anytime he sets foot outside of the door, but is still on the premises because he must stay on the premises, he has to hop. I think is the way they're doing it. Um, Slay, how are you this time? Uh, you are a, obviously a Zen creature who appreciates the outdoors. Could you ever take a bet like this?
2: I don't think I could do it. Um, and I, I think Landon should, uh, you know, really reconsider this. You're in the peak of your youth. You know, like you're a young man. Yeah. You should be out there living life, not staying at a casino for fucking 365 days. Like, come on, give me a break, Landon. Um. I think the thing is like, I think anyone could do it like theoretically, but like the, like, cause people go to prison, you know, like people, but like when you're in prison, you don't have a choice in the matter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like that's what I saw. Someone tweeted at me, bro, like people live in prison for a year and they're fine. It's like, yeah, but they don't have a choice in the matter. The free will is what's going to drive you insane. You're going to be like, fuck, I really want to just, you know, get the hell out of this casino. Um, and when I, when, when I see prop bets that like basically torture the other person it's a little you know it's a little out there for me uh my yeah. advice to the young man would be you know enjoy your life you know play some poker too like you know but maybe like you know meet some women or whatever men whatever you're into um and don't go into the casino for fucking 365 days just to make like a spectacle of yourself like i like this kid like people give him a lot of shit. You know the bill perkins thing it was a bad look you know everyone dunked on him a little i've dunked on him there was this slots thing like who cares okay he he made a little cash getting paid to shill some slots like good for him i wish somebody would pay me (laughs) anyways i wouldn't shill slots because i my followers pay me but like theoretically i would but like (laughs) given the fact that my twitter is pay to play i wouldn't like put that onto my you know my loyal subscribers um but like people give the guy a little sh- too much shit, but he seems like a nice kid. But please, please, Landon, not that you're watching this, but you might because he what did. Rep- Don't you fucking suggest that like Landon wouldn't
0: shoot into this show. I'm sure he tunes in every week. Oh, I meant for me. Of course, he's watching you guys. But like
2: me, <laughs> be interested by me now, um.
0: We're big Landon fans on the show, by the way. We've had him on the show. Actually, it was in the run-up to that Bill Perkins, but he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely guy. I don't think I don't think anyone has a bad word to say about him. You know, you're right. They might have kind of thought he bit off a bit more than he could do. I wrote an article about him where I sort of made him seem a little bit like an Icarus figure. And I think that's probably fair. Like I didn't want to dunk on him, but I thought there was some sort of Reasonable criticism of like how he bit off more than he could chew, but I I I only wish someone like that well. I, again, I think he's another really nice person who has a big future if he wants to, and it's also um unusual to see people of his age group kind of succeed in poker. Like there, we we do lack under twenty fives in the game. I don't know, maybe he's not under twenty five anymore, but like you know, yes. people of that vintage, we're not attracting enough of them.
2: Yeah. We need that. There's not enough young players in the game, and uh, Landon. Uh, I mean, like like I, i'll drill some people like even berkey like berkey like some of the stuff berkey does i think is clown shit. but at the same time i think berkey like actually loves poker and he loves the game and like you know that whole area like they're doing their little podcast like i i've tuned in for like 10 minutes before and it's kind of cute you know like they, they have their mo- <laughs> i mean they're, they're not the chip race or anything but you know
0: yeah no, yeah Naturally, they're they not at but I, I love how you sort of like made them so diminutive, their, their little, their little <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, you know, like, I'm not it's a good like, show. You, it's a really good show.
2: No, I'm sure it is. But they got Melissa on there. You know, she's cute. She she, she lays it down. Uh, she, she really brings it together. She did unfollow me on Twitter, though, so I'm kind of <laughs> over it. Um, I have to pretend like, you know, I'm, I mean, she did pay in the past, too, and then she unfollowed. It's like, ouch. But anyways, um, yeah, follow me back, Melissa. Um. Not that she's watching me, uh, because she clearly hates me because she unfollowed. But um yeah, like Landon, he's solid. Like, you know, like he he seems like a good player. I don't know like how good. I mean, like he's better than me, obviously. But um I would just say, you know, like don't make a spectacle of yourself. Um just just be yourself, you know, like because like people try too hard. Like when I was that age, I tried too hard, you know. Like I was trying to put off like a certain image or so I can totally relate to that. Um, but like, don't live in a casino for a year. You're freaking in the prime of your life, kid. You know, live the dream.
0: Yeah. Well anyway. said, Dara, you are a pretty extreme person who I believe could actually do something like this if the price was right. I'm mm-hmm. guessing for a hundred K, it just certainly wouldn't be worth it. But you, you are somebody I associate with, obviously willing to put yourself through some misery and pain, whether it be <laughs> in your ultra running life or whatever, you know, you, you have that sort of masochistic tolerance for, you know, a, a brutality on your on your own body, if you if you will. Yeah, um, I've, I've I've
1: also done a podcast with you for a few years.
0: <laughs> are, are you suggesting that's worse than running for twenty four hours and oh, it's all of your worse. toenails it's falling works?
1: Way worse. Off? Way worse. <laughs>
0: Seven years of podcasting with Lappen is, is your real endurance feat. Is, it? is that so? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, a, that, that, that's, that's the toughest thing in my life. Compared to that, like running 24 hours in Canadian summer is nothing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, first of all, I'm absolutely certain I could do it because I'm such a ridiculously over competitive person that when I decide I'm doing something and there's money on the line um, I'm doing it it's like just failure isn't really an option um I wouldn't do it for a hundred grand though um and I think Luke nailed it like it's a year of of his life and it's a very good year you know me giving up the 58th year of my life is not equi- it's not equivalent to him giving up the 23rd year of his life when he should be you know out there having fun and uh and and, and doing all the other good stuff and
2: I mean yeah. I'm good for
1: 58, brother. <laughs> and he um the thing like bally's as well. Like, I mean, I know I got <laughs> there and I thought, oh, this not is not the Rio, Rio. But like, that's first of all, that's a very low bar. And secondly, <laughs> by the end, I was kind of thinking that actually maybe the Rio wasn't so bad. Like, you could occasionally see natural sunlight in the Rio when you were walking through the corridors. That that isn't really a thing in ballys, you're just enclosed all the time. And I actually Bally- found I find it quite depressing at the end. So, um uh I mean, how deep in makeup is Landon that he, that he really needs this 100k apart and 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 maybe the shilling the slots isn't paying well enough. Um <laughs> it's pretty sad though. And I I I'm very uncomfortable with prop bets like this. Like I think if you're doing a prop bet, it should be something which if the guy achieves will actually make his life better, not worse. Right. Uh, like like the bill perkins um staples brothers one okay he probably made poor matt's life miserable <laughs> <Yeah>. it, was, <laughs> it was great for jamie uh and um i much prefer those type of prop bets. like i mean if if london wins this like i mean win if it's, for first for, first of all he's going to look absolutely terrible by the time the next wslp uh rolls around and he's into his eighth or ninth 10th or 11th month or whatever it'll be um living in Ballies but like what's he going to be like at the end of it um he's definitely not going to be a better in a better place than he is now apart from having 100 grand
2: <laughs> yeah like me i'm broke as fuck, and i wouldn't even do it for like i would need like I would need like a quarter mil at least and i'm and, I'm, and, I, and I mean I, I need the money and i still wouldn't do it for a hundred k you know like
0: you hear that pads quarter million you can have slay we can torture Slay for a
2: year <laughs> uh, i still probably wouldn't do it though i need to see my mother you know i love my mother you know i love those woods and i don't know you know money's whatever like i had a lot of money it didn't make me happy so
0: well said well said well look okay moving on to our first of maybe two big stories of this week i'm conscious that maybe a few of our stories are are a little bit uh, old at this point at a press conference on the 5th of july gg poker announced the creation of a poker integrity council pic to help combat unethical play then less than four weeks later, just about a week ago, the council comprising of Jason Kuhn, Andrew Lichtenberg, that's Lucky Chewy, Federal Holtz, Seth Davies, and Nick Petrangelo seem poised to drop the hammer on a number of high profile offenders. In recent months, obviously, we all know all too well, Ali Mpsirovich, Jake Schindler, and Brinkini have been very credibly accused of cheating, prompting many in the community to call for the implementation of a industry-wide blacklist. That's something that has been bandied about, probably got some GDPR issues around it, but you know, just generally sort of thinking along those lines as a community. I wrote an article on the idea of the PIC. There are some legitimate issues, I think, but on the whole, Uh, I think the industry does need something like this. I don't know necessarily this, but something like this to quickly run through what it is, just in case anyone's out there and is unfamiliar. There are some um, uh, sort of stipulations the way GG are doing it. There will be a three step process going forward for catching and punishing cheaters in their ranks the first one is detection gd poker security team will flag suspicious behavior such as collusion ghosting bot play use of rta anything they suspect might be like that they'll sort of you know flag it and then pass it down the chain then there will be review uh, that involves council members so this pic council reviewing the relevant hand histories with the player or players remaining anonymous so they're not supposed to know who they're looking at but they are looking at the hand histories And then a ruling council members vote on the appropriate disciplinary action, the nature of that action will be determined by the severity of the offense. Ranging from warnings to a permanent GG ban and the confiscation of all of their funds. Jason Kuhn primed the poker community for some high profile bans there just a few days ago, but when the day came. The headline grabber was actually the fact that GG were also at the same time opening the door for some players who had been previously banned for it turns out having charts open while playing, which is, I guess you know, in the minds of some a gray area in the industries against T's and C's, but some people kind of feel like, well, the degree to which they're pulling up charts, if it's not automatic, and if they were having to search through, you know, maybe uh, opening hand charts or whatever, is sort of, you know, acceptable on some sites, not acceptable on others. And they sort of felt like those kinds of offenders should maybe be given the opportunity to um beyond a last warning i suppose is the best way to put that firstly dara what do you think of the idea of the pic on principle having established players as part of a cheater catching process
2: did we lose dara
0: i think we've lost dara momentarily have we got Sorry, sorry no worries
1: I briefly turned off my microphone there to close my blinds. Yeah, I think we absolutely need something like this. Uh, cheating needs to be punished in poker, um, and uh, you know, like it, like it is in other activities and sports. If it's not, then the financial incentives are always going to be such that people will do it, um, even if if they end up uh, becoming pariahs in the community. That in itself is not enough of a disincentive. So we absolutely need something like this. I think the problem with this is that first of all, that it's um, one site. And it's it's even more problematic that 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 site is is GG. Now, in fairness, I did speak to GG staff while I was at the WSAP. and they were they were they were quite keen to expand it out to past GG to other sites as well and to include them in it. Um, and certainly, if they if they manage to do that, then it'll be it'll be a lot more positive. But but the idea that a few people who are associated with GG get to decide who's cheating and who's not. Um, that's a that's a bit of a slippery slope really uh um they're gonna have to make very very strong cases I think and they, they they have had a few false steps in the past they have banned some people and it turns out that the bans weren't really uh you know the, the bans shouldn't have been put in place and they have let those people back which is obviously a good thing but you know they need to be more careful and if you're going to ban somebody uh the you, you, you absolutely have to do your due diligence. And um, yeah, so I, I think a great idea in principle, but I think we need this on an industry-wide level rather than just one site um, or even two sites doing two separate things because Stars are doing something similar as well. Um, there needs to be cooperation between sites. Now, additionally, I know that GG want to not just ban players from their site, but ban them from live events as well that are in any way affiliated with GG um which would include the wsb for example and again that's fine providing they are genuinely catching real real cheaters um but there, there there's always the danger you're going to catch somebody who isn't actually cheating and you know they've already done that a few times so yeah. they're going to have to be careful
0: i'm, yeah, one of the big, one of, I'm going to bring you in here say one of the big issues that could arise from this players council for example uh, is that the council who can play on gg so those members like you know who are on that council are existing players on the site and if they get hand histories of their potential opponents that's problematic even if gg are saying that they will receive anonymous information these issues do let's be honest tend to be open secret. so the possible perpetrators names will be known these lads can put two and two together i'm sure add to that the perception that the individual players could express bias maybe if it happens to be somebody you know that they're up against losing against suspect for other reasons or whatever without necessarily the evidence being there how big Mm. an issue is that
2: yeah i'm confused you know let me just let me just start from the top i'm confused like by this whole thing like i like the idea of it but like first of all four of those players are us players so (laughs) <laughs> that that's just funny because you know apparently allegedly you're not allowed to play gg from the us but um speaking of which usa baby um <laughs> don't get me started on the european uh pokers anyway um why is fate first of all Fador, isn't he invent the freaking rta like doesn't he like isn't he like i <laughs> that's selling the product that <laughs> that that these people can use to assist their play like, why should we trust Fedor? I, I mean, like, not to like shit on Fedor specifically, because like I don't trust anybody. Because remember, Full Tilt Poker was 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 supposedly, you know, the poker site ran by the pros. Like, it's 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 a little dicey when you let poker, you know, let the, uh, you know, let the lunatics run the asylum, so to speak. Um, <laughs> why is Fedor suddenly this like integrity guy? Like, not to say that he doesn't have integrity, but you know, everyone's heard whispers about like you know this player that player um why should we trust these guys a b b b no hold on b who is like who's like determining the you know and like why is why is it just high stakes based like oh like we don't want to see you know our rich friends get cheated but we don't really give a shit about the twenty dollar fucking gg masters um
0: and well, the, it, go ahead no 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 well there are three great points and i want to pick on up on all of them actually I'm going to sort of maybe leap off them and, and put it to dara so obviously fedor you know he's one of the founders of odin which is one of the, the the main solvers he clearly has an interest in solver technology i want to sort of see both sides of that coin maybe and dara answer me this as best you can i know you don't have all the facts is it a real conflict that fedor owns an RTA, well, sorry, owns a solver that could, in theory, be used as an RTA, you know, under certain circumstances, or is the very fact that he has access to all those solves and understands solver output and whatever maybe an an aid to a council of this nature that he's very experienced so like let's assume he's not going to play against these guys on a day-to-day basis he's actually a very good person to maybe adjudicate that i want to sort of like maybe offer both sides there what do you think yeah
1: well bo- to be honest both sides are possible um, i mean you can make you can make arguments on both sides this this reminds me of the uh the 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 way that distance running used to to um to, to catch most, in inverted commas, cheats, um, particularly female athletes, which was they tested, they, they knew they couldn't um find all the drugs that were being used, but they tested for testosterone levels. And if testosterone levels were too high, um they banned the women. Now, unfortunately, lots of women who weren't cheating, who had just very naturally high levels of testosterone, um got banned unfairly and this initiative seems to be saying what they're going to do is they're going to look at players play and if it's too close to in inverted commas gto as defined by odin or or, or some other solvers then they're going to assume that the player must be cheating but you know it's possible through incredible hard work uh, that somebody would uh, get very very close i mean uh, we were talking about poker bunny earlier I, I i talk a lot of poker with poker bunny and 99.9 times out of 100 when she when we talk about a hand, she knows what the solver output is going to look like before she runs the solver output. If you completely immerse yourself in that world, you can actually get that good if you have the right type of mind. I, I, I definitely agree with Slaydog on on the idea like why is it all high stakes people? Mm-hmm. Another point I would like to bring out is like how is this different from what they're supposed to be doing anyway? Which is they're supposed to have a fraud department looking for collusion, looking for all the other types of cheating. What? Why does this need to be different? Um, yeah. I don't-
2: affect anyone but it sounds it seems like kind of a farce a little like it's like you know the first first of all the first thing that they could do to bring integrity to their site would be to fucking shit can negrano just get him out of there you know (laughs) just you want to talk about integrity i mean forget about it like whatever daniel you know he's entertaining like i'm not gonna take that away from him but he's not exactly the you know most uh you know noble guy these days um and That's what, yeah, what you said is right. Like, how do we know, like, who these guys are, like, like, if they're not playing favorites, like, you know, like, you're telling me that, like, friendships aren't going to play a factor in this? And there's people I know who have been banned from GG that didn't do shit. Like, they're just really good at poker. Like, and they got banned because whatever, like, someone wrote an email and they were like, all right, ban this fucking guy. Um, And they're letting those guys back, which is good. But it was kind of funny to, like, your first step for the poker integrity uh department is to bring back the cheaters <laughs> let's bring back the guys who are using charts how did they know that they were using charts? like the whole thing is just weird um well,
0: well, but well I- the reason they know actually and, and i have had quite extensive conversations and i can't say with who and it's not one site it's multiple sites and it's really like credible sources mostly off the record conversations I'll, I'll be honest so again i'm not going to make any specific references but basically it's spyware you know when you install You know, reputable poker brand software, you're essentially installing spyware on your computer and they can see fucking everything. They are on the ball to what other programs you have open. I'm not saying this is happening, but it would not surprise me if they could read your fucking texts. So if you're there cheating away, sharing cards, talking to your friends, you know, over the other side of the room, they might even have your fucking camera on watching you. Like it is spyware they've got. So they have unbelievable amounts of information.
2: That's a little creepy, honestly. You know, it's making me think of some of my screens. You know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not that I cheat, but you know, you got some fucking weird shit up sometimes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, big dog pocket fives, calm down. Big dog pocket fives, my man. Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> you know you got to get a little stress out while you're playing.
0: Um, oh, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. <laughs> I should. I opened that door. I really am going to have to yeah, close yeah. it very hard now and lock turn the key now.
2: He, um, watched some stuff. he was watching some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he was. We're not going to revisit that. This is a sometimes clean show that gets a fifteen
2: rating. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, you want to have integrity, but then it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're just investigating, like, a pool of, like, 200 players tops. Like, mm-hmm. who really plays super high stakes on GG? You have to have, like, a $2 million bankroll to play, like, a Sunday on there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like who 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 are we investigating here you know what i mean like and like the average player isn't going to be any more assured by this um and i think the thing that where they're dropping the ball uh in the whole community is bringing in new players there's got to be like i think that like to bring new players in my idea is to have separate tournaments for like you know new players and i know sites have tried this and like there's obviously like it's 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 tough because people could just like make a new account and pretend to be a fucking new player. But like, you, you it's hard to get into poker as a young player. Like when I started at 21, you know, it took me like a, you know six months to like be able to crush the games. Nowadays, you're gonna need like study and years of freaking trial and error. Like, and the barrier of entry is so tough because poker is so competitive now, um and they're dropping the ball because when all this cheating talk, like people people act like oh you know it's no big deal like you're not losing players but i saw i talked to some guy here in the main he was like an amateur player and he was just like fuck poker players all poker players are scumbags i hate them they cheated me back in the day and they're cheating me now and like you know like and while like he was a little like over the top with it like i also saw his side of things like you can't have that, you know? You can't have the top players. And then like the WSOP gave these guys all this coverage and it's like, yeah. and Poker News, who I freaking still despise. um, They freaking were all over Ollie. They're all over Jake, Brim, Kenny, you know, like these guys were crushing the main. I think what they should do to really send a message to these guys and WSOP, like they probably won't get involved, but like my opinion is they should be banned, not from every event, from the main keep them out of the fucking main. That'll teach them a lesson, you know, like really show people like poke the because the main is the, you know, it's a bonanza. It's a big party for poker. It's everybody comes, everybody plays. Don't let those guys play the main because they did shit that, you know, mm. they don't deserve it. And I would give them, and as someone who's been banned, I know how painful it is to miss the main. Um, and these guys are rich. So like, you know, they probably won't even care, but. I think for, like, the good of the game, if you get caught cheating, if you get caught doing some stuff like that, you shouldn't be allowed to play the main event. Like, fine, let them play high rollers. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, those guys, they live in a different world than me. But if you could ban those guys from the main event, that would really send a great message to all poker players and really, really show that someone cares that the average Joe was cheated. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see them banned from the main and lots besides. Final question, I do want to actually put this to you as well, Slay. I alluded in my article on this very subject that Gigi have flouted a number of very serious gambling regulations over the last few years. They've deployed the agent system, which has enabled them to avoid um transactional fees. They have turned a blind eye to VPNing for as long as I can remember. Uh, and now they're claiming to be a moral authority despite all of that i ultimately came down on the side that i thought it was still so important to catch cheaters that you know it, it, we weren't served well as a community by a people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones mentality that even if you know you don't necessarily respect their authority they are a huge percentage of the player live a huge market share and you know those players need to be protected so actually there's a greater good at, at risk here do you think that's right, or do you think actually now fuck those guys?
2: No, I agree with you. Like you know, whatever glass houses, like you know, it's internet poker. It's not going to be the most freaking noble business. Like you know, every site's going to have their you know scandals and things that we are like, oh yeah, you know, jerk off motion. Um, like, but like at the same time, they're the ones running the games. So if they're going to do something to help, good. Um, and let me say this again: f Daniel Lagraniu. He was the one. When i got banned from the series he said he said on his twitter that i lied i just want to tell you daniel not that you're watching because i know you hate laughing i just want to tell the <laughs> rest because <of it. laughs> daniel he 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 said that i deserved it and that's why i hate him i don't just hate daniel for no reason he said that i deserved it and that i was lying and now i'm back so fuck off um but <laughs> people Yeah, no, by all means, like try to do something to help and we appreciate them not giving a shit about VPNs, believe me, Um, that is noble work you're doing over there, Um, take my rake. Um, Like, I'm all for GG trying to clean up the games, Uh, but uh, on the other hand, you're like, okay, you guys are making piles of money, do you really care that much or is it just for good PR, you gotta doubt, you know, you gotta doubt their intentions a little
0: yeah very fair and i just for the record want to point out that i'm pretty sure daniel hates dara as well
2: um <laughs> <laughs> i could see you i could see hating you but dara i mean the guy's a sweetheart you know? <laughs> moving on to our
0: final story of this week actually it's a very contemporaneous story uh hustler casino reneged on their 250k guarantee the other day Um, They were hosting the main event of the Larry Flint Grand Slam of Poker Memorial Series, it's a mouthful, Um, and after just four of their 12 starting flights, they sort of foresaw an overlay and decided to nix the event. It's fair to say, as a result, the poker community went into collective attack mode, slamming Hustler and its general manager, Sean Yapley. A sample of quotes from poker people include and uh, are, not, are not restricted to you can pretty much find every poker player weighing in on this one. Uh, Jacqueline Burkhart, scum full stop everyone be warned if we tolerate shady business practices they will only multiply uh doug polk we were ambitious with our of course he had to shill his own site but like i'll I'll add it in here we were ambitious with our guarantees at lodge poker club uh, in our championship series this year and as a result did 625k in guarantees and we took overlay on those but we sucked it up hanging poker players out to try like this is unacceptable barry carter our good friend on this show actually collaborator on the show barry we love you uh suggested that maybe you know this was the once a year where poker uh operators didn't understand what the word guarantee meant maybe it was a semantic issue i don't know what i will say is credit is due undoubtedly to Hustler Casino Live producers, Nick Fertucci and Ryan Feldman, who no doubt spent 24 hours in firefighting mode, explaining to Yapley and all the powers that be in Hustler, just how bad what they did really was. As a result, Yapley, Fertucci and Feldman put out a video, gotta say it was staged a bit like a hostage video, uh, where he happily promised refunds for all the players uh, who participated, while allowing those who progressed to play on for the organic prize pool generated. He also promised a 50k added tournament in the near future. The I problem buy- here is how can anybody trust a promise made by Hustler Casino right now, Dara?
1: Yeah, I mean it's very difficult, um, and I did enjoy your your the meme you put out, um, pointing out that. Uh, you know the name is hustlers so maybe it's not that surprising um it was every one of your better means you you stayed away from greek mythology or obscure literary references that nobody would get you just kind of went straight to the heart of the matter but yeah i mean it's going to be very very difficult for people to trust hustlers and it's fair to say hustlers have this sort of vibe about them as sort of the bad boys of l.a poker anyway um but you know people like a bad boy until until he runs off with with your wallet and um that's kind of what's happened here um So they they're going to have to do a lot to repair the damage to their um to their brand. But even as I say that, I real I I I remind myself what short memories poker players have on this stuff, and I could see them putting on a huge tournament in about a month uh, with huge guarantee, and everybody going, "Oh, that's a great tournament." Um, Might overlay again, and and let's all play it. Um, Poker players really don't have too much long term uh site on this stuff um you know the venetian pistol pissed, pissed us all off, off several several times still people playing the venetians so um I at least Adelson had
0: the good decency to die though
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean people were playing even before he died so uh and uh yeah i mean i think they'll get over it it's it's certainly a, a short-term uh extreme embarrassment to them um but uh I mean they're not the first to do this as well uh let me just point that out we have had other examples of tournaments being cancelled and uh or even guarantees not being honored um which yeah uh, which you know that's arguably even worse um than canceling the tournament although canceling the tournament midway is clearly horrendous like that's just the worst
2: yeah i'm gonna say the i'm gonna surprise you guys i think it's no big deal like you know like okay like it was (laughs) It was a shitty thing to do, you're but zen, like, are you? you're
0: just zen. you gonna give it as No,
2: Listen, listen, I, obviously you shouldn't cancel a guarantee, but you know, let's not act like it's the first time. First of all, yeah. second of all, like it's not up to like the poker people, you know what I mean? Like lay off Feldman. Like, first of all, Feldman's my boy Feldman, you know, he's my good Jewish brother. And he, he definitely is a noble man and they run an incredible cash game over there. Like they do a great show. Um, I think, you know, like you gotta look at it and be like, listen, casinos, they're in this to make money and they're gonna steal from you when they can. Like, they're gonna fuck you over. And, you know, it's a big deal, like it sucks, but like, first of all, it's not like Hustlers is some noble brand that everybody's, you know, oh my God, Larry- How dare you suggest that Larry Flint didn't have- (laughs) Larry Flint is twisted in
1: his grave as we speak
2: you got a guy yeah shout out to Jacqueline she's awesome um and obviously they're scum like they're a casino every casino is um other than like maybe like one um shout out to the win uh as for the venetian you can say what you want about my jewish brother sheldon but ever since sheldon left now we don't have food comps and that was a big thing for me because i all i do is lose so getting those ten dollar food comps was like you know sheldon was hooking me up that's how i feel uh but tommy the tournament director over there he's a great guy and they run tournaments 365 so you can't beat it you know there's nowhere else to play but you could go to venetian and there's a fucking 400 or 600 running um so you got to take i can't the- help the-
0: that you shilling sheldon adelson denner 12 right now is very i don't i i don't know what the opposite of anti-semitism is a very pro-jewish sort of angle to
2: take i'm not sure it's gonna go down with people yeah, no, are we gonna talk? Yeah, no, are we gonna talk about fucking oh, no, no, let's not get into that. Um, but no, Sheldon, Sheldon are we gonna talk about foxing like, like the guy won 4.6 million, 4.6 million dollars. And he's still crying about being banned from the WSOP. Like, forget about, I'm not gonna get into the politics and the vaccines and the like just that alone. If you win 4.6 million freaking dollars. That's more money than you know
0: it was the, the Rothschilds were behind it or something. was it? Some, There's some conspiracy against him.
2: Globalists, you know, like, oh my god. Yeah, okay. the globalists
0: like, were after him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, and and like that, and like I could only take so much fucking you know, so many Nazi memes from friggin' Kristen Bicknell before I lose my shit. And like people were giving me crap, they're like, Oh, Slay Dog's a pussy, he's a liberal, he's agreeing with Bonamo. And listen Bonamo, you know he's a lot of things but Bonimo, you know he's a smart guy and when he was putting down that stuff all everything he said was 100 accurate and all these people are just like oh you pink-haired pussy like dude like Bonimo, and and, and and they want to call Bonimo a cheater Bonamo cheated 15 years ago 15 years ago and since then he hasn't had a single fucking issue like you want to call bonimo a cheater it's just because you don't like him because back then everybody was cheating like he wasn't (laughs) old. like i'm sorry but like back in the good old days like i multi-accounted like everybody like that'll show you how good the games were that i was multi-accounting like i didn't multi-account like bonomo but there was times where you know like you know i may have had a 100k score on my girlfriend's name like who knows like who could say what really went down back then because it was the wild wild west so you guys want to shit on bonomo like you know give him a break like yeah there was one Sunday where I put an ex-girlfriend in the full tilt 215 and she messaged me baby I'm still in with 100 left she did not finish that tournament I'm sorry like I'm sorry to say like I don't want you to lose this amazing image that you might have of the sleigh dog but that (laughs) $133,000 do not worry I spent it well you know Um, okay I got half of it but you know what I'm saying like you know if someone's having sex with you you got to free roll them into the 215 but anyway um where was I going with this oh God don't investigate I, re- and- I oh, really I we- really
0: hope you were going somewhere really there
2: was a no no I was talking about Foxen I mean Foxen like come on he wants to act like oh I was so Foxen I missed five WSOPs not that I make money like you but fuck off like you know like this guy acts like he's so fucking. you know what's the word he's been so mistreated by the world because you know, vaccine mandates or whatever, like give me a break. Dude. Okay, like, OK, OK,
0: oh. I really I really didn't want to go down this particular rabbit hole. And it wasn't on my list of topics. But seeing as you've, you know, segued to it, is there any sympathy for people? So like, don't get me wrong, people who espouse the views, particularly online with, you know, meme sharing and and like, let's be honest, just like like awful, terribly sourced post sharing stuff. Um. They get they get my ner- like they get my goat they get on my nerves enormously but i also feel a sort of a sympathy because i think everybody and i think you'd be lying if you said there wasn't a person in your life who has sort of fallen down that rabbit hole like it was a weird few years and it was even a weird few years before that sort of in the trump era and even before yeah. that again where people sort of like there was it was like you went online and there were all these fucking trapdoors, and you could fall into one and then you were fucked you were just going to be sent into the youtube algorithm to have your fucking brain scrambled and don't get me wrong like you'd like to think that everyone's brain is so like uh, solid enough that they're not going to like succumb to this kind of persuasion tactics or whatever way they were being manipulated, but unfortunately, lots of people were and and my biggest. um emotional response to that is sadness and sympathy, because yeah. I kind of think that we can't fix the world unless we sort of bring those people back in oh somehow, but they are so, sort of so far gone that it's really hard.
2: No, I agree with you. Like I have people in my life that I'm friends with who uh, believe a lot of that same stuff. And they're still my friends. It's not like I'm gonna like abandon them as friends just because they, you know, they think that, you know, whatever they think. Um, But,
0: you know- You come, being allowed back in the WSOP is a Jewish conspiracy.
2: Yeah, no, that definitely was the Jews. They did that. Um, <laughs> But when you start going down the road of like, and I'm not even like, you know, i'm not like a religious jew or anything like that but i'm jewish by blood and when you start dabbling in the fucking anti-semitic stuff that's where i draw the line like i don't care you want to rant about vaccine mandates like i thought the vaccine mandates were kind of stupid like i agree with that. i agree with that actually like they didn't let Djokovic play and Djokovic is a douchebag but he still should have got to play the tournament um and fox and should have got to play the wsop i agree with that like but like WSOP was backed into a corner on that one like they had to do something and that's what they chose to do like and he's still talking about it like dude let it go like you won all the money in the world you're rich you're freaking married to your wife you guys should be happy and you're on here sharing nazi memes still and talking about the Rothschilds and the globalists and and then he's like oh but you know i didn't mean it in an anti-jewish way like dude like has he ever admitted by the way has he ever admitted to being wrong about anything like, I used to be friends with Foxen. And then, like, all right, I called him a Nazi on Twitter. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I apologize to the man, like, if-, if it really offended him. But, like, bro, like, if you have a plate at your house with a swastika on it, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. But, like, stop sharing the fucking memes, Kristen. Like, <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. Like, and, like, and a lot of these guys are going, like, the right-wing provocator, uh, whatever the word is, um, fucking... And Nagranu is dabbling in that too. He's like, is Bonamo, you know, pushing people to the Republican party? Like, shut up, Daniel. Like you were the one, you were the one for years that they were giving the Bonamo treatment. Like, oh, he's a, he's a pussy. He's a, you know, bad word for gay people. Um, Like people have talked like all sorts of shit about Negranu that they now are talking about Bonamo. And now Negranu's like the macho, tough guy. Like give me a break, dude. Like, it's just funny to see like that metamorphosis like he went
0: he beat the shit out of that selfie stick in fairness
2: (laughs) that was great by the way that was one of my that was that that was uh, that that one was fine like i've done that before i've thrown shit after i busted a hand like it it is what it is like obviously you shouldn't be doing that but like to act like he's like draw like pushing people away from poker by doing that like no I, i i'm totally fine with him throwing anything as long as nobody's injured as long as like you know he doesn't you know throw something at someone Like by all means throw shit. Like that's what's made. That's, that's part of poker. Like it's an emotional game. Like I busted out of the 600 yesterday and I tossed a water bottle like shit happens, you know, but like like, that's, that, that, that whole, yeah, I definitely empathize with people who uh, fell down a rabbit hole or, you know, like, cause like, there's a lot of like really persuasive stuff on these sites. Like, even like, I'll watch a YouTube video and I'll be like, oh, making some points here because they, the way they frame it is very convincing. And you know, I'm not here saying like, there's zero things that Foxon has ever been right about. Like, of course he's been right about things, but like, to say that like vaccines are killing people at a higher rate than like the vaccines save lives, like, fuck you, dude. Like, it, you know, like, I just want my mother to like i mean obviously i knew that if i didn't get the vaccine obviously i got the vaccine but like i knew if i didn't get it i would be fine but like the point of the vaccine was to save our parents and like my mother's still alive i mean not that she has like like was at a huge risk or anything but like come on dude like there's there's studies that show anyways i'm not going to get into this whole thing but like fuck out of here um but yeah i know I, i i i'm not like saying that you can't post your opinion i'm just saying like don't drop into like dabbling in anti-semitic shit anyways oh
0: well look uh, i can't think of a better way to end the show we're very uh, uh, anti-anti-semitism on this show dara i'm sure you agree you know we 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 definitely don't like that
2: yeah
1: we love our Jewish brethren (laughs)
0: We, in oh, fact I think if you look back on all of the chip races back catalogue, we even had seasons where we only had Jewish guests, in fairness.
2: I think we've been I know, I know. You guys are dodging me. Both owe me 20 bucks. I, just... <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I, I wanted to pitch my Twitter at the beginning of the show, but let me just say you guys both owe me 20. And um You, you to... us for
0: 20 is hardly you not trying to conform to stereotypes that we would never put forward right
2: now. You people You people, (laughs) neither (laughs) of you, neither of you fucking hung out with me. We're
0: fucking potato
2: eaters, Luke. We're from a subjugated class. I tried to get you. you people, us Paddies. I tried to get get you. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know how I feel about the Europeans. You know, I got the Irish though, not the Irish. I should be allowed in the country during WSOP if it was up to me. But no, actually, that's not true. Ireland, Scotland, Greece and England are fine with me. It's the other European countries that I, you know, you guys are my people. Because in
0: the English there with the Irish in the same group. I don't know what no, no, I don't know how you be, what your right. reading of history is. But, no, no, okay. Irish,
2: Scottish, Greece. I mean, I'm part German, but they kicked me out of there in, the, in, in World War II. So I kind of, you know, I throw them in with the Europe. But it's pure USA over here. You guys got to stop coming over here and winning the main event. We're sick of it. Well, no, <laughs> I, I pitched my Twitter real quick. You follow me, you get years of Zen. I'll give you the rest of the year for $10 20 after that, for white men
0: chip rate, code chip race, just send him code chip race. And he does it for yeah,
2: race. Yeah. Code chip race. You get the, you get the, you get the coupon and uh, <laughs> women is free for the rest of the year because you know, women are going through enough right now. Um, and I just want to touch again, uh, anyone that's still watching that loves me this much. Um, thank you very much for all the support. And no, sends- nobody
0: is watching anymore. Everybody has tuned out at this point. It's like <laughs> there's literally no listeners left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, I, it's just re- the three of us at this point. It's just No, I really, really do love the people that support me on Twitter. It's really it's improved my life like a lot. And um Yeah, it's just a it's a great thing for me. And it really gives me a sense of community and feeling supported in life. And I love it. And uh, I love poker. I love the people in poker. Mostly Um, there's obviously a lot of shit bags. But I think the pandemic really put into perspective how stupid, like petty disagreements were. There's lots of people that I didn't talk to for years. And then I seen them this summer and it was just like, come here. Yeah. Let's hug it out, bitch. You know, like like the like like the fucking thing from Entourage. Like, and there's no reason to hold on to, you know, all that negativity. It really doesn't suit anyone. Um, and I'm being really, serious.
0: Re- no, really, really well said. And I think they love you too. And I can certainly say this show loves you too. Uh so thank you so much for joining us this week. Dara, next week, or maybe it'll be like 10 days from now, we will be doing the next lock-in from Barcelona. Are you looking forward to that one?
1: I'm very much looking forward to that one. I, I, I listened to a recent uh, show where we promised to, to do a few from Vegas, and we never actually did any. So hopefully, we will actually do something in Barcelona. We, um, we need at least one min cash something.
0: between us in the first four days, or
1: else we're no, over. No, yeah, we were. We, we were completely <laughs> over pretty, pretty quick. Um, Is there
2: K? Is what? Is there the twenty-five K? We're not Platinum. playing twenty-five Ks. What? No, no. Not- obviously but like the Platinum Pass thing or is that oh you know, no, no that's
0: no. in uh, the PCA that's going to be in the Bahamas it, at like uh, New Year God.
2: I gotta get into that again Oof. I won the Platinum Pass but I played awful anyways <laughs> yeah. one of my biggest regrets in poker is how horrible I played in that tournament sorry for everyone who bought my action I played terribly <laughs>
0: Well, Well, on that note, on that note, we're going to leave things. I didn't know whether we're going to end on anti-Semitism, if we're going to end on anti-vax stuff. I was trying to segue us to like sunny Barcelona, but now it turns out we're going to end on please still uh, send Slay money to back him in tournaments in the future, even though he played hardly at the PCA. Get a little taste, you know, a little taste.
2: (laughs) Maybe the the markup, so I can get a fucking cheeseburger. You know, ain't that big a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me.
0: I think you might have broken the record. I think you might be the longest ever (laughs) episode.